Hi everyone, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is what exactly goes into a business exit plan and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting EXIT PLAN with no spaces to 44222. That's EXIT PLAN to 44222. Again, text EXIT PLAN to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Well, hello, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me today. It's a real pleasure to have you with me. Uh, here at Exacoach Radio Show, we uh, interview hundreds, we've interviewed thousands of uh, top advisors, authors, and other people that are of interest to our business owner audience. And today, uh, you're uh, really in luck. We have Peter Lehrman, CEO and founder of Axial, which is an online platform used by thousands of business owners and their advisors to raise growth capital explore acquisitions, and exit their business. Peter started Axial 11 years ago after seeing firsthand how much opportunity there was to improve how entrepreneurs execute the most important business transactions of their careers. And when he isn't working on Axial, he's spending time with his wife, Eve, and their four children. Welcome to the show, Peter. It's a pleasure to have you today. Bill, thank you for having me on. It's great to be here. My pleasure, my pleasure. You know, one of the first things we like to do is help our listeners uh, gain a sense of you and your background and a little bit more about your company than I used in the introduction. Could you uh, tell us a little bit about you and your background? Sure. Um, I was born and raised in New York. I'm the fifth of five kids, so I brought up the rear, the last one. Um, And uh, my... uh, my professional career started uh, in 2001. Um, I went to work with my brother Thomas uh, on a company that he started um, and uh, was able to build that business with him and his co-founder over six years um, before leaving and going back to graduate school. Um, that business grew from zero to, to actually ultimately several hundred million in sales. It was a great first experience. I wasn't the founder, but I, I had a great front row seat and learned a lot about the twists and turns of entrepreneurship and raising capital and making acquisitions. And then went back to graduate school for two years, uh, came out of graduate school in 2008. Um, so I, I tend to like to graduate during the worst periods for the job market. Um, so in 2001, uh, there were no jobs. So I worked for my brother. And then in 2008, um, it was probably better uh, to start your own business than it was to try and apply for a job. And, um, and the reason that I started Axial was when I was in graduate school, I interned as a uh, an investor at a, a private equity firm that was making investments in small and, and mid-sized businesses. And I was really amazed at um, just how, how how failed and how broken the process was, particularly from the perspective of the business owner. Uh, this is back in 2006, 2007, 2008. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I just wanted to try and build a business that would uh, create just a much 
higher quality uh, type of deal making that could occur between buyers and sellers. A huge amount misunderstood, huge, just huge gaps um, in the way that buyers and sellers find one another and and ultimately decide to partner with one another. And so um, after 2008, uh, finished my grad school work and uh, decided to jump in the deep end and, and start this company. And, and here we are. Yeah, it's it's an interesting website. I'm looking at your website. It's Axial.net for those who might be want to look while we're while we're talking. Uh, you know, it's uh, it it looks like you cover all bases here as far as selling or raising capital or buying or investing in businesses or just networking with other advisors and other um, professionals um, who might be able to help you. So it was an, it's an interesting site and. What was your initial intent um, in in developing Axial? What did you see that was missing in the marketplace? Well, I think what I you know the the you know we serve buyer you know Axial is is a platform that's designed to serve uh, buyers and sellers of small and medium sized uh, businesses in America, privately held businesses. Most of the businesses have somewhere between five and a hundred million dollars in annual sales. And the primary goal of, of starting the company was to make a more, create a more organized way for the buyers and the sellers in that specific market, that specific sub, you know, sort of sub-market of small and mid-sized businesses, to create, create a much more um, modern, much more productive, much more efficient way for them to confidentially find one another, be found by one another, and, uh, and connect on the right deals and the right opportunities. Um, when you are buying and selling really big companies, um, it's much simpler. There are, you know, there are only 500 Fortune 500 companies, right? Um, but in the small and medium-sized business arena, there are, you know, there are millions of businesses, and there are many hundred thousands of you know, investment professionals and advisors and you know, corporations that are making acquisitions. And so that market lacked, you know, really, really lacks a lot of, you know, easy to access information and it lacked a, a modern matchmaking uh, device uh, that right. could help the buyers and the sellers uh, find one another. Um, and so that was the goal was really to elevate the quality of the deal making and elevate the quality of the, of the connections that were occurring between advisors, uh, between business owners. Uh, and between uh, you know different sources of capital for for this part of the market. Yeah, a really great and, idea. And, and, and frankly, uh, we're we're still there. You know, 11 years later, Bill, we we haven't really changed. It's a very big market with a lot of challenges in order to really sort of help uh, all the sides find and connect with one another successfully. So we really haven't drifted too far away from our initial vision, which was. And really organized around, uh, you know, being a really useful and effective matchmaker for the advisors, the CEOs, and, and the investors in the market. It's a it's a project that's still very much uh, underway, and and we find ways to 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 improve the product and the offering. You know, every year we're still finding things to to do better. Yeah, listeners, uh, based based on what uh, Peter just said, if you imagine a pyramid. You know, this is the the base of the pyramid. This is the big section of the pyramid. This is where so many business owners are, and so many advisors are. And I guess uh, one way to put it, Peter, up up to before Axial came along, you know, you could go to a business broker, but sometimes business brokers more were more real estate 
oriented or they they're more specialized in micro small businesses that that business that's not quite big enough for an investment banker um, uh, but but still needs to be represented and still needs to you know there are a lots riding on the sale uh, needs somewhere to go and and as I'm looking at the site a lot of the representation is, is other advisors that people can find that can help them in that space. So it really broadens the opportunity for that small business owner to, uh, to find professional help and maybe even a, a buyer or a, or a business. Yeah, that's, that, that's exactly right. There's sort of three, you know, three uh, adventures that the business owner can choose when they, they use the Axial platform, which which and all the adventures, so to speak, are are um, things that they do in in total privacy and confidentiality uh, on the site. The first is they can use the site to research uh, advisors and procure advice or advisory services. Um, most of the time, those are business owners that are looking to hire an M&A advisor or some sort of business broker. To, to help them finance or sell their business. So that's sort of adventure number one. Adventure number two is the business is still in growth mode and is looking to make acquisitions, and they want to use Axial to uncover new acquisition targets. Um, that's where the business owner is, you know, got a growth orientation, an acquisition orientation, and is going to use Axial to try and identify and uncover ways to grow their business by making acquisitions. Um, and then the third sort of adventure, um, which – I would say perhaps in many ways sort of the most, um, you know, the most um, risky is uh, we do offer the platform to, to business owners who want to do it themselves in terms of raising capital or selling their business. Uh, we, we, we do that because there are certain business owners that have the team or they have the, the, the personal background themselves to, 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 to reasonably uh, execute uh, a big financial transaction, um, you know, without formal professional help. Um, that's fairly unusual, but th- there are those who, who have a personal background that put them in a position to credibly do that. And so we do, uh, but we are always recommending that business owners are, you know, selecting their, their successful team of advisors uh, when they undertake big big financial transactions. Uh, I'm always amazed at how many business owners seem to have no problem hiring a realtor to help them buy or sell a house. Uh, but then for whatever the reason, um, you know, they think the idea of using an M&A advisor or an investment banker, they think that for some reason that they don't, they're not going to need that when they sell their company. Um, and, uh, and usually they're wrong. Um, usually they really do need help. Um, if for no other reason, then they've got a day job running the company still. Yeah, good point. Uh, you know, we hear a lot from M&A advisors and professionals that, and they tell us, you know, the statistics haven't changed much. Um, uh, that uh, about one or two out of ten uh, actually make it through a sale process. It's not an easy process, um, which means eight or nine out of ten uh, either aren't ready for uh, sale, their business isn't ready, or they don't compete well in in uh, uh, an acquisition kind of a, a strategy, or you know, they or they have pro- they have things they need to do to prepare for their business. What do you think some of the biggest obstacles are for business owners from the, where they say, okay, I want to sell my business to the time they realize it's not going to go? 
Yeah, I mean, I think you know you've hammered away on this with a lot of other great advisors on the uh, on the show in terms of just the importance of readiness, the importance of having years of of lead time to get your financial house in order, to have a management team that can execute the business without being you know comprehensively dependent on the the, the founder or the business owner or the CEO. So, so I think that information is is fairly well well out there in 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 the public domain, thanks to some of the work that you and, and some of your peers have done. Um, and all of that, I think, is very true. But I think, you know, some of the things that are maybe a little bit less obvious um, to, to business owners when it comes to, you know, getting the, the, the exit right, and th- these are a little bit maybe controversial, but I'm going to say them anyway. The first is that tend to see a fair and a significant number of business owners uh, do what makes perfect sense, but is nonetheless not ideal in terms of timing. So a lot of business owners decide they want to sell their business when they're tired of running their business or when they want to, you know, step away from it sooner rather than later uh, or when the business hits a downturn. Right. And, the problem with that is, you know, when a buyer of a business is buying your business, they're buying the future. They're not, you know, they're not buying the past. They're buying the mm-hmm. future of your business. And so if, uh, if you just lost, you know, a couple of great customers or if you just, you know, had a key management team member leave or, you know, you've just decided it's time to travel the world and you want to, you know, you want out in six months, that's ultimately, you know, the worst time. To, to think about selling your business, and uh, the cruel, the cruel truth of it is that the best time to sell your business is, is when you're having a blast, and the business is doing really well, um, you know, and there's a lot of momentum, and you can, as the owner of that business, you can attract really good management talent to come in and to take over the business or to help lead the business with your own reduced role. But I just find a lot of a lot of business owners unfortunately start to think about exiting when times are tough. And the sad truth is that the best time to think about exiting is when you're having a lot of fun. And, um, and the last thing you want to do is exit, but from a value perspective, that's probably one of the best times to exit. So that's, that, that's a really important thought that I, I don't think is, is, is uh, talked about a whole lot. And then it's a great point. I think the other, point. Um, thanks. Yeah, I'll just sh- share one more. If, um, if you yep. want, um, there's there's all this academic literature and all of this you know information on the internet about um, multiples uh, related to the sale of a business you know valuation uh, you know four times EBITDA or five times sales or you know my you know my friend sold his business for ten times this and um, I think all those things are useful uh, yardsticks you got to really make sure you know the context. Uh, for all those things, otherwise you can start to get really starry-eyed and 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 really detached from reality. Um, but I think at the end of the day, you know, when you, when you run a private company, your 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 company stock is not trading hands every millisecond like it is for big publicly traded you know listed companies on the New York Stock Exchange. And so your business and the value of your business at at, at any given point in time is really ultimately it's going to be a function of the what is the total number of highly engaged and truly qualified buyers that you can you know that you can bring to the table 
in a fairly synchronized way and get them to compete to um, understand your business, compete to, to be its next owner. And, and it's, it's really only through that process that you can arrive at evaluation um, that actually reflects what your business is worth at any given point in time. So the reason that's so important is, you know, you can have a wonderful business with great customers and really, really well developed products that are hard to replicate or hard to reproduce or hard to copy. Um, But if you haven't done the work of, assembling the right potential buyer audience to understand that business. If you haven't painted a picture of the opportunity for the business going forward, it doesn't, it really doesn't matter. Like it really doesn't matter how great that business is. If you're not able to get the audience of buyers and a, a, a nice coherent, clear story pulled together around why someone would want to own that business and what they could do with it. Um, you know, your your business could have far less value than um, if you took that exact same business and you had 10 highly engaged, highly qualified buyers um, that you were having a really high quality conversation with. In other words, you're not changing anything about the business. You're just changing everything about how you engage the the market of buyers. Um, So it just doesn't matter what the valuation textbook says, you know, uh, when you decide to sell the business, it's, it's really all about what kind of buyer audience have you been able to assemble and, and do you know how to do that and do that well? That's an excellent point, and I think a lot of owners do get hung up on that, uh, hearing what uh, their friend might have sold their business for, um, not realizing that there might have been a lot of work behind that uh, and some negotiation uh, certainly put together. Now, uh, we're we're entering into a phase of uh, that we've really never seen before, and I'm not talking about COVID-19. I'm talking about the baby boomer generation entering into kind of the red zone of uh, of selling years. Uh, the baby boomers born between 1946 and 1964. Their average age right now is about 65, and uh, and I always say, you know, 65 is the new 55. We'll, we'll give them that. But uh, 75 is the new 65, and 80 is still 80. You know, let's 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 come to terms with that. You know. It's, <laughs> So a lot of people, a lot of business owners are going to be up for some kind of a transition or sale. Um, how does, how does uh, Axial fit in with that, and as far, especially for owners who might want to grow by acquisition of some of those uh, businesses? Well, yeah. I mean, on, so on the acquisition side, you know, Axial provides uh, a, a set of tools for acquirers to find and uh, hunt down targets. Uh, so if you're looking to grow your business through acquisitions, which is, uh, you know, a, a very a very powerful technique. I mean, you obviously have to, uh, m- you know, learn how to make acquisitions. But if you're looking to grow through acquisitions, um, it's a very powerful way to grow your business. Uh, it, it can be a very repeatable way to do it. Um, and, and one of the biggest challenges if you're looking to acquire businesses uh, small businesses, small, you know, privately held businesses is, you know, you can't just sort of go to the yellow pages or go into Google and, um, and, and know who's selling their business, right? You need, you need, you can never buy a privately held company without a relationship with the owner. So what we focus on at Axial for, for, for professionals and for companies that are looking to make acquisitions, we focus on helping them connect 
to sellers who are at the point where they're ready to begin having sale conversations. Um, and we try and make that process very easy, very fast, very confidential. And we use uh, a bunch of software and a bunch of matchmaking uh, tools that we've built to connect these buyers and sellers confidentially uh, in real time. Um, we got written up a few years ago by uh, the Wall Street Journal as, as uh, having started Match.com for uh, the world of, of mergers and acquisitions. And it's maybe, you know, it's, I guess it's not my favorite analogy, but in some ways it's probably the right <laughs> one. Um, right. And, uh, and so that's what we, you know, that's how Axial is used by, by acquirers. They use Axial to, to build a pipeline of targets. For the baby boomers that are, you know, planning to, you know, to retire, I think all of the same things that, you know, you've discussed with others and that, you know, we've already discussed matters. It's, you know, do not wait until, you know, the year that you want to exit your business. Do not wait for a downturn. You know, do not wait to begin developing relationships with, you know, an M&A advisor. Do not, do not, you know, when you ask yourself the question, do I understand the tax implications of selling my business? If the answer to that question is no, you are, you are not ready. Right. And so, you know, you just, you just have to find a way to carve out the time to, to, to get those issues to at least some level of, of focus and some level of expertise. Otherwise, you know, the, the day is going to come when you either have no choice uh, but to sell your company and, uh, or you've just decided you really want to and, and you'll really suffer from a, just an outcome that you, you truly could have avoided. Um, and, and you could have avoided it not, you know, you don't have to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to avoid it. You don't have to labor and labor and labor, but it's just a little bit of preparation and, and prevention um, goes a really long way. Yeah, as we always say, you can sell from a position of strength or otherwise. Uh, Peter Lehrman of Axial.net. Uh, the website is AXIAL.net, Axial.net. If you go there, you're going to spend several hours, so be prepared. It's full of information. Uh, it's a wonderful website, and I'm sure it's going to be on your favorites of places to visit while you're surfing the web uh, if you're serious about your business and your future. Peter, thank you so much. It's been a real pleasure to have you on. The time flew by, and I hope to have you back on again soon to keep us up to date on what's happening with you and with Axial. That sounds great. Let's do that, Bill. Thanks for everything you've done. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio.